culture of your home is the incubator of character. You are the only mother that your child has. You're the only father that your child has. You're the only person who can be you in their life. And you have a lot to offer. Isn't the goal of parenting not that we have these 42-year-olds who are still coming home on time and cleaning their rooms, but that they actually leave and we have hardwired them for the virtues that we want to see in them? The thing we all have in common is that we are interested in our kids' future. I know the Parent Network exists to help moms and dads in whatever way you can, when you can, and how you can help moms and dads help their children have the future that God's promised them. Well, hello and welcome to the Parent Network Podcast, episode 68. I'm Sass. And I'm Corin. And we are here with some friends who I think are going to make this very fun. <laughs> no, pressure. No, no, pressure. no, 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 you will. You will. Uh, we got Ben and Katie Robinson here. We are in uh, the fourth uh, week of talking about our series that we're doing at church called Enough is Enough. And we're basically talking about Enough is Enough Parenting. It is a series about perfectionism, even though not all of us are perfectionists. I do think there's been some good kind of nuggets over the last couple of weeks. So we've had some conversations. Karn and I kind of kicked off the first one. Then we had uh, the Schwabs join us for a conversation. Then we had the Kinders. Now we got the Robinsons. So uh, ben and Katie, thanks for being here. I'm going to let you guys kind of introduce yourselves, tell everybody about your kids and your family and, you know, anything fun that you want to tell. What's kind of the most fun thing going on with your kids? Maybe that's a good way to start. <laughs> All right. You want to start? Go ahead. Sure. Um, well, I'm Katie, and um, I am on staff here at Port City. I uh, get to work in the children's ministry, and kind of through the pandemic, my job changed some, um, but I'm actually really excited about it. So I am, my technical title is the home coordinator. So I am um, working to help families engage in a life of faith at home, which is uh, fun and new and exciting. Oh, and you have done such a great job. It's been so fun to kind of, you know, shift the focus a little bit away from, hey, everything spiritual for kids at Port City happens here at Church in the Building to, oh, no, it's got to happen at home because, yeah. <laughs> hey, we're all at home. But now, you know, that's what should be happening anyway. So thank you for all right. your work. Yeah, Definitely one that. of those silver linings of the pandemic. Like, Yeah, it's been a lot of fun being, and yeah, new. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Um, well, hey guys, I'm Ben. Um, I work with the Wilmington Fire Department full time, and I'm actually part time on staff here at the church, also in in accounting, um, kind of the accounting department that we have here. And you um, do a great job with numbers, just so you know. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I'm not good with numbers. I'm, we got to even it out. <laughs> yeah, right. Very good compliment. You got to give me. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, thank you. So Thanks for taking that. care of the numbers, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> we appreciate it. Um, so yeah, so we have been parents for a little over four years now. Our oldest is four. We have three wonderful children, um, Avery, Braxton, and Berkeley. So. Yep. And our youngest, Berkeley, is just starting to walk. So she's just over a year. So I feel like we're in the middle of all the fun oh toddler gosh. stages. Oh, really in it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Can't just set her down and she stays right there. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's good. They definitely Everybody's keep us mobile. Busy. They definitely keep yes. us busy. Um, yeah, you had asked what's like a fun thing. Um, I feel like our oldest two are really into like performing for us right now. <laughs> um, and our oldest is definitely a full, full on girly girl. She loves the dresses and the high heels and all the things. And um, so she loves, we have like a been built like a. Uh, kind of like a tree house. A tree house, I guess you'd say in our playroom. And so Avery loves to stand on the top level and tell us to everyone sit down. And her and Braxton take turns doing performances for us on the stage up there. So they are loving like imaginary play right now. It's always something yeah. 
They got a bigger imagination than we do for sure. Please make sure, make sure you're videotaping yes, that that's because what I was we say. have a few of CJ and Kylie when they were young, and it is so much fun to go back and watch. And they go back; they can't even remember when they were that young. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's so much fun to go back and watch. Oh yeah, and it's definitely rehearsal dinner material for, for sure. sure. <laughs> <laughs> and they are not happy about that. Make, make sure you hold on to that. Oh my gosh, yeah. I've got them like backed up on a couple of different hard drives to make sure we don't lose those. Yeah, because that is going to be so fun one day to put that on a big screen. (laughs) Anyway. Okay, so we're talking about perfectionism. I'm going to go back to week one of our Enough is Enough series where Mike kind of took everybody through a little bit of a test to see whether or not you are a perfectionist. And obviously, we're, we're having this conversation through the lens of parenting. So I'm going to ask you guys a couple questions, and uh, you have to rate yourself on okay. kind of where you right. are on this. So uh, you think average is failure? I don't think I, I feel like average is failure. I would probably have to say yes. You do that. think average is failure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you would rather not do something than not do it perfectly. Mm. Yes, depending if it's, especially if it's something that like I want done, then if I can't make sure it's done, then I don't, I would rather avoid it. <laughs> Man, that's tough. I don't know. I would say no for me on that one, actually. You get frustrated when you can't do something right out of the gate. Yeah. Yes, I would say one of my weaknesses is that I am not a thinker. I'm a doer, and so I do not like sitting and thinking about things for a long time. If I have an idea, I want to do it. Yeah, actually. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You fear disappointing others. Only a couple more. Don't worry. Mm. Yeah, I don't like to disappoint others. Yeah, I wouldn't say that either. Failure terrifies you. I wouldn't say terrifies. Yeah, terrifies a little strong. Yeah. Bothers. I don't want bothers. to fail. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm okay with saying bothers, I'm which not means really we sure. probably should say yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not really sure that anybody likes to fail. Yeah, so yeah. That's, no, that's, yeah. True. that's a tough yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so, you know, one of the things that a lot of people have been doing through this series is kind of evaluating whether or not they're a perfectionist. That's what the test is designed to do. So as you guys have listened over the last couple of weeks, where, where have you landed on, uh, and maybe when it comes to your parenting, where have you landed on kind of how you are as a perfectionist? Yeah, so... Like I had said just before we started recording here, I, when we started, if you were asking me if I was a perfectionist before the series, I said, no, I'm not a perfectionist, because like, I have a certain perception on what a perfectionist is, and that's not me. Um, but as we've gotten more and more into this, there's definitely some aspects of my life and my personality that I would say I definitely uh, have some perfectionist tendencies. Gotcha. Um, so maybe not like I'm textbook perfectionist, yeah. but... You're there a little bit. I have a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, I would say if you replace the word perfectionist with like efficient, then hands down I am. <laughs> so if I... Efficientist. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Is that New a word? word. Let's go. <laughs> I'm such a perfectionist. I'm making yeah, up my own words here. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I think that I do. I, f- I feel like our lives are busy and I want things to be efficient because I feel like I feel overwhelmed if not. And so I in a lot of the things he's talked about, I can see how that's demanding and that is forceful and that kind of stuff. It doesn't allow for grace and it doesn't allow for relationship if I'm trying to be efficient to get to the next thing. And so now do you, do you feel that as a mom? Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Talk a little bit about that. Well, I, I would definitely say, so Ben works with the fire department, so he's gone for 24 hours at a time. And so sometimes on those days I can think, we got to get to dinner and we, I've got to wash the dishes and I've got to get the kids down and then I need to work and I need to do this. And so sometimes I can get so caught up and I've got to get this thing done so I can get the next thing done that I, you know, I, 
son could want to tell me a story about something when we're laying in bed and I'm like, I got to go because there's like 10 things I've got to do. Before we ain't I go got to bed time tonight. for this, buddy. Right. And so right. I, I can easily see how I can push through allowing time for those relationships and those conversations because I need to get to the next thing, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Look, as parents, yeah. we always have that difficulty of balancing tasks <laughs> and relationships because there are some tasks that are have to get done right. eventually, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes maybe they become more important than they need to be and right. we overlook the relational part, but it's... And it's hard to on those times when one parent might be out out of town or, or you know, working or whatever, and you feel it all, the weight on your shoulders definitely right. makes it more difficult. Right. Yeah. yeah, I think when Mike was talking about the dishes analogy at first, I was like, well, they still have to get done. So <laughs> that's just frustrating. But I think the more I've thought about it, the more I've thought is it's, it's okay to do the dishes if that's the time. But if you're disregarding everything else to make sure the dishes get done and that's your only goal, then that's the problem. Mm-hmm. If you yeah. do the dishes, it's not that it's bad to do the dishes, therefore, but if that's taking away from something else, then you have to evaluate what is most important. And yeah, so. it's really about kind of thinking through priorities. If you right. prioritize doing the dishes over the conversation with your son or daughter or right. spouse right. or whatever, then that's yeah. where you got to kind of uh, question it. Yeah. Okay, so before we get to some specific questions about this particular week, anything overall when it comes to the series Enough is Enough that kind of has hit you guys, especially, again, when it comes to your parenting? Um, I think I've thought through what kind of things I'm, um, what kind of perfectionist tendencies I guess I'm placing on our kids and through them saying something, how I can hear something that I've said that they've grasped onto. Um, I think our oldest is a sponge and soaks up everything. And I definitely have heard things that she said that are, are things about like efficiency of, you know. She'll say, Braxton, we don't have time to talk about that. Come on, we need to do this. And I can tell those are my <laughs> words that I hear her say, but she's saying it to her brother. And it's so kind of noticing the things that I'm speaking and how that comes out in them. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think yeah. what 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 am I helping them to become perfectionists in that I don't want that yeah. to be? What seeds are you unintentionally planting? Right, exactly. When it comes to that, yeah. Yeah, I would say, I mean, this is just a parenting thing in general. I feel like I would... Maybe we, but definitely me think about, well, our kids are still little. So, like, we're not to where they're not going to really remember a lot of this, but that doesn't mean that we're not cultivating mm-hmm. or planting seeds. And specifically with what you're saying, like when you see them repeat stuff or do the exact same thing that you're doing, it scares you a little bit. Like, you're like, <laughs> oh, like I, I need to watch myself. Like, you know, not that they're doing yeah, bad things, sure. but right. they would pick up on that if we were, you know, and so I would say in, in the season of life that our, our children are, we're definitely, um, not that the stakes are ever, they're always there, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, knowing that, Hey, like this is, they're really soaking it. In. Maybe our youngest isn't quite soaking it in like the words that we're saying, but still, um, she can interpret, you know, yeah. just body language, actions. like in, in actions and stuff. They're always watching us. Yeah, that's right. There are things, especially from our son, that, that I see him, <coughs> thought patterns I see or things that he does that I know I probably did start to instill in him in right. at that age. I'm like, yeah. oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the, I mean, at that time, I didn't think it was a big deal. I thought it was maybe the right way to go. But, you know, th- there are things I wish he would think differently on <laughs> right. now. Yeah. I'm like, I think I did that to him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, honey. It goes both ways. That's true. Yeah, that's true. That's so true. Hopefully, so. they're also soaking up the best parts right. of that's it. Right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Which we do see. We see that. Right. In, in, in some different ways yeah. as well. Yeah. 
Okay, so uh, one of the things that Mike talked about we've kind of learned through the series is perfection is about perception. Okay, kind of when you when you want things to be perfect or you're a perfectionist, it's really often about perception. And actually the, the definition that he has get given to us is perfection is the impossible demand we place on ourselves in our relentless effort to achieve what we perceive as approval. Yep. So, you know, we've got perception, we've got approval. So when it comes to parenting, do you guys feel the pressure to uh, kind of be perceived in a good light, to get approval from others? Like, how does that kind of work kind of with, with you guys as parents when it comes to your kids? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I can, for me, and I'll speak for both of us, but correct me if I'm saying <laughs> anything that you don't agree with. Um, but, I mean, I can definitely, you, know, you definitely feel that. Uh, you definitely see other people, and there can definitely, if, if you're not careful, it's, it can quickly go from, like, you have joy for, them that whatever the task is or whatever the is going on in their lives to a little bit of maybe jealousy oh yeah sure it's 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 a very um for me it's a tough thing and i need to kind of stay on top of and just you know which is why it's great to have this series just to continue to generate thought about this kind of thing yeah um and i think it's a, a a big part of kind of just human nature to naturally want to compare yourself to other people to kind of see how you measure up mm-hmm. at least for me I, I know i can definitely fall under that yeah so uh yeah i think there's there's definitely some truth to that f- yep. for me and i would say for us probably yeah uh one example i was just thinking about while you were talking is um so our kids are in preschool and um for was it halloween this past year i can't remember what holiday it was oh no it's valentine's day for valentine's day we went to the store and the kids got to pick out valentines for their kids and we got the little ones that have the stamp on them and didn't think anything of it like thought it was great and <laughs> our kids got a lot of really nice presents elaborate things yeah, and from we their were friends. like oh my goodness we like really missed the bar on valentine's yeah. day here. <laughs> but i feel like the more i've thought about that i'm like that's so silly yeah. one because they're kids and it's fine but they don't, two, know. They don't know but two like if you're always chasing that then you're you're, you're you're gonna go kill yourself you know mm-hmm. chasing it you're there's never gonna be a level that you're good enough because there's always gonna be someone that has the next step up and so I think that I can see it in like small little things like that that I have to check myself and be like no actually the the tattoo Valentine's Day that we <laughs> bought a box for a dollar is great like yeah. it was completely fine yeah. um, but it's easy to start being like oh man next year we have got to remember right, to do yeah. better oh, yeah. because yeah. we see what's in front of us so I think it easily we better give happen. everybody a blow pop too right, right. right. Yeah. right. and a toy car yeah right yeah. <laughs> it's that comparison game that is yeah. just so dangerous because yeah. e- even if you do sort of climb the charts if if you will and you kind of you begin to judge people who are who are not who doing are what not you're doing, doing right? right? So you you can't win right. either way. Right. Exactly. If you kind of get into that mindset in that game. Yep. So yes, definitely. It just reminds me um, of the scripture that Mike was talking about in Galatians, where he said, "Each one should test their own actions, then they can take pride in themselves alone, without comparing themselves to someone else." Um, which, as parents, that's really tough to do. And one of the questions that he was kind of asking is, how has he wired you to bear his image? So I was wondering if anybody had any thoughts on like how, because for me, I know if I'm listening to podcasts or reading books or talking to other people and I hear all these great things that people are doing, I'm like, oh, I should do that. Oh, I should do that. Oh, I should do that. And then all of a sudden I feel like I'm falling short. 
and I, I, you know, my my perspective has gone askew. I'm not keeping my eyes um, on on the things I should be keeping my eyes on, but instead I need to be looking towards how has God wired me. So I was wondering if anybody had any ideas um, when it comes to parenting, if you can see how God has wired you and how you can use that as a benefit into the way that you parent your kids. Yeah, I, one thing I actually thought of when you were saying that is I feel like we have a kind of a unique situation where we both get to be home with our kids mm. a lot, um, separate. So some days I'm at home with the kids and some days Ben's at home with the kids. And I think it's been a really cool thing because we parent differently and we have different ways of doing things. And so even when they're little and for me, I would bring them upstairs at 11 o'clock to get them down at 1145 and Ben would bring them upstairs at 11. 30 to get them down at 1145. But how that's okay. Like it's okay for it to be different. And so I think that God has given us different things, kind of like you were saying before that you can, you know, the kids pick up on different things. I think that it's been cool to see things like strengths and Ben. Of, I feel like he's really fun with the kids and really engaged with them. Like, playing on the floor, coming up with a fun game. We, the other day, one of the challenges for the hang 10 thing was to build a boat. And I feel like Ben was like, I want to do it. And I've been like, <laughs> oh gosh, our kids want to do it, but I really don't want to do that. And so it's cool because I think that the giftings that we have come and play in different ways with our kids. So it's been cool to see, to see like you getting to use those gifts in fun ways with our kids. Right. Yeah. Maybe not 1144. I don't, I don't want to. I'm, I'm back 42. Yeah. Let's go I am a little bit of a procrastinator when it comes to some things, so I might wait a little more to the proverbial last second. Hey, did they get to bed? They did get to bed. Okay, yeah. we're done. That's what matters. It's right. That's, That's what matters. it. Yeah, absolutely. We're good. We're yeah, good. Yeah. Too. Karin, what about you? How would you answer your own question? I don't know. It's funny. I was thinking about it, um, especially. It's funny because, you know, we work for the church, so you would think of, of all people we'd be super equipped to just, like, raise our kids to be disciples of Christ. But um, but in a lot of ways, I still feel like, you know, the babies are giving us, and we're like, oh, my gosh, what how, you know, there's no handbook. How, what are we doing? Um, and so a lot of times I will compare to, like, what other people have done. I'm like, oh, we didn't do that. Oh, we should have, could have done that. But then I was thinking back about how um, – I used to volunteer in Treasure Island and how I loved to teach. And we got to the point where um, there was a season where I wanted to do a lesson and I thought it would be cool if, like, if I had somebody else on stage to kind of like help act it out or do something. And so I asked if CJ could come along when he was in middle school and help. And I was given permission. And then after he helped for like a year or so, Kylie wanted to too. And so it was something that I felt like God had gifted me at in teaching that I was able to bring the kids along to do with me. Now, not everybody, you know, can do that. That may not be their gift. But like I said, I was looking at all these other people with all these other gifts that I felt like I couldn't, I couldn't do. So that's why I think it's just important to kind of figure out what are your gifts and how can you kind of include your kids in that. And in that way, I think I was helping the kids to, we weren't sitting down and having like a Bible study or a daily devotional time, but they were learning about Jesus as they were teaching the little kids about it and hearing the lessons there. Mm -hmm. And I think another important part of that is like your goal with that wasn't that they become, you know, great Bible teachers or mm -hmm. actors mm -hmm. or like you didn't have an agenda mm -hmm. for kind of what you wanted to build them into when it comes to kind of any kind of a performance or anything like that. You just wanted to invite them into what God was doing in you and, and involve them in that process. And another way just to spend time with them and yeah. to build our relationship. Yeah. What's yeah. cool too is I remember them coming in. I worked in Treasure Island for many years and I remember you guys doing that. And I remember saying, I think it's really cool that their family gets to serve together. Mm -hmm. Like 
I can see so much value in that. And I see it from the relational side more than like you were saying, them being Bible teachers. And so it's funny for you to say like, I had to stop comparing and be okay with right. this because I'm <laughs> like, man, I'm like, man, that's so cool. I Katie, want stop. our family to serve yeah. together. Don't do that. So it is cool. You can always kind of look at someone else yeah. to see that, but seeing how God's gifted you, mm-hmm. it, I think that's cool. Yeah, that is cool. Um, I did have one other thought when you were reading that. One of my thoughts from this past week is how do we help our kids to step into who they mm-hmm. are called to be mm-hmm. into their calling? And I think, you're saying like adults, it's natural to compare. I think kids are too, you know, our Avery's quick to tell us what Braxton didn't do. And Braxton tells us what Avery didn't do every right, time. Right. Wait till they're but, 16 and 14. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't get better. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. It'll go out of it. Sorry. <laughs> so, um, but they are different. And, and I think sometimes I would say like Avery is very different than I was as a child and how to help her step into who she is, though, without trying to help her to be who I was and how I view things um, and help them step into who God's called them to be, I think is something that when I heard that, I thought, what, what does that look like to continue to do that in our kid's life? Yeah. To oh. be intentional about figuring out how do they bear God's image? What right. are their specific gifts? Because you're right. Sometimes I think we do think that our kids are going to be mini us, a little mm-hmm. mini me. And no, that's not necessarily the case. Yeah. Right. Yeah, well, I think that's a, a critical thing to learn as a parent is you have to, that, that's just about letting go of control, mm-hmm. right? Of, of you have in your mind kind of what you think they should look like and what you think they should do. And you kind of want to control that and, and maneuver them into that and being able to let go of that and, and just allow God to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. And you just be the vessel to let God mold them and God push them where he wants them to go. Right. Uh, I think that's a huge kind of thing to learn as a parent. That is, is hard because sometimes you can step into it and do it well. And then other times you want to grab control back and you're like, oh, no. I don't want them to go that way. I want them to go this way. Right. It's just this game you play. I, I think yeah. it probably is even harder as they get older. I feel like there are times that I want something to happen one way, and I feel like I tell myself, I know if I control this right now, it's going to be so much harder. And so trying to go ahead and figure out what that looks like. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say we're great at it, but it's in my head. At some well, point, yeah, I but, want but to but do the fact that you're going. Yeah, the <laughs> fact going. that you're thinking about it, you're way ahead of the game. You really are, so... So one of the things that Mike said is the formative process is not about what you have done, but who you are becoming. The formative process is not about what you've done, but who you are becoming. Obviously, we're talking about kind of us and our formation. But when it comes to your kids, um, how does that phrase hit you as far as kind of what they do versus who they're becoming? And and where where would you want to go with that? Right. Um, I was thinking there was another thing he said, too, about we were talking about this, like perfection is, is in a moment, right? And, or moments. So it's not like it happens once and then it's forever lasting. Like it's, it's an ongoing struggle. Like what we were just talking about, like the, the moment that you like kind of surrender and, and, um, relinquish control a little bit and stop trying to grasp onto it and allow God to come in and, and you're with him in that moment is, perfection mm-hmm. and so the same thing kind of the same concept of knowing that it doesn't have to be perfect we, we don't need to control them and and just to kind of be with them to help them and guide them and they're gonna fall they're gonna you know there's gonna be ups and downs um but that there's gonna be moments mm-hmm. and a lot of moments you know can make up a life i guess or, yeah. or you know can all those know, moments string those together moments string together kind of build you to who you are mm-hmm. um, and to who you are becoming. You know, you're always becoming something. Yeah. Right. And yeah, that's so, right. Um, 
it's very encouraging knowing that like, you know, talking about being perfect or perfectionist, like we don't have to get it exactly right every single time. Like, and it's more of the relational aspect of kind of uh, just being with them and, and, you know, being examples for them and, and, you know, hopefully having a lot of moments. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's great. Yeah, and I think it's inviting them to see it, that we're still being formed in that process of what that looks like in our lives. Because I think sometimes we want to show them the final product, but we're not at the final product. So why do we want them to have this end goal, I guess, um, but to helping them to walk through it? The other thing I thought of is it reminds me oftentimes of, um, I think Stuart Hall maybe said it, but Mike probably has said it too, and you probably said it, <laughs> um, but about that it's not, it, the goal is not to have well-behaved kids that come home on time at night. Like the goal is to have followers of Jesus. And so helping them to continue in that versus getting the answer right and doing this thing right. Um, so having a different goal in mind feels more like a process too, I think. Yeah, that's great. <clears throat> I think um, <clears throat> part of what you said there just about kind of not portraying that you have it all together and kind of just being authentic with them, I think speaks volumes um, because I do think that there are often parents who, who maybe try to kind of hide their blemishes or their problems from their kids, right. but their kids know. And so then their kids sort of learn that hey, hiding kind of who you are and, and everything that's going on with you, that's just sort of what you do yeah. in life. And so just being authentic and being real and letting them know you're still in process too, um, I think is really important. I love hearing like all these things that you are doing when you're, you know, your oldest is four. <laughs> like they're getting it right. I know, they're thinking through it all. Yeah. Awesome. A lot of thoughts in our heads. If you come to our house, yeah, well, hey, <laughs> we're still a work in progress. That's a good point. That's true well, for us as that's well. That's the whole point of the sermon is that we're all a work in progress. Right. right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Absolutely. Katie, you said something as we were kind of getting ready to record here, just about kind of needing the people kind of around us. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, well, Mike was talking about um, on Sunday how he has people who have spoken to him that have, you know, told him the hard truths and have encouraged him in different directions and how um, I think exactly what he said was we need people who help us to keep our eyes on God. And so um, I was trying to think of that like with our kids, especially for our age kids right now, we are those people for our kids um, more than probably their friends at this age. And so how can we help to keep their eyes on God? And I think a lot of that is just acknowledging God in all the things that we have going on. So if we are thankful for a good day, we can be thankful for, to God for the sunshine and we can be thankful for the neighbors that he's given us and instead of just being thankful that something happened, being thankful that God has provided it for us and trying to help them to see God in different things. Um, a story I did think of is our youngest or our oldest had a time where she was kind of scared of the dark. And so I prayed with her one night and the next day she was, or a few weeks later, she was saying, Oh, I I had a bad dream last night, but I prayed to God and it was okay. That's awesome. And I was like, Oh, that's funny. That was a a simple thing that I did with you, but like it stuck with you so that you can see that God works in there. Like God does answer your prayers. But if I would have just said, Hey, just close your eyes. You're going to be okay. It's all right. You'll be fine. Then she wouldn't have been able to see God working in that and see that God is faithful in that. And so trying to include him in all the things, not just us knowing that it's God, but helping them to see that it's God. Yeah, I think too, had you said, just go pray about it, mm-hmm. that would have been even different. Like you, you took the time to do it with her. You like modeled it for her and then <clears throat> gave her the confidence to, oh, maybe I can do this on my own Right. in the future. That's really cool. So, so. 
Way to go, mom. (laughs) Way to go, mom. Okay, as we wrap up, any other things that y'all can think of that kind of uh, from the series or from, you know, uh, yesterday or from life that that you would want to? How much time do we have? (laughs) That you would want to share with other parents, particularly parents who maybe have kids your age. Uh, Anything you want to say? Yeah, um, for me, kind of like what you were actually just uh, introducing kind of there, Katie, um, talking about having other people in your in your life to you know keep your eyes on God or you know to be um, just there for you. Uh, for me individually, I know I I can definitely struggle with not wanting other people's help. Like I want to get, I got it all. I don't need anybody else. Uh, you know, I got me. Everybody else, like I can help other people. I, I love to help other people. I don't like to receive help. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this can, you know, this is just for life in general, but you can easily, you know, um, bring it into parenting. Um, you know, definitely encourage people to, and I still need to continue to work on it, like having, other, for me, having other fathers that I talk to, having other um, other people talking to my kids. So, it, you know, it's, it's you know, our kids are still, are, are little, but this, you know, I don't think it's ever too early to, to kind of foster that community that, you know, that you have um, or can have. And so, um, one, so it's not just the parents talking to the kids. You want other voices. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, as you, you think, like, how we are as people kind of just gets portrayed to them and informs who they are in yep. our actions and our even in our thoughts, you know, because that plays out into our actions. And so, you know, um, continuing to, you know, to work on yourself and knowing that that's going to be passed down, you know, to your kids and stuff. And, yeah, you know, that's great. It's yeah. all, you know, it's all a work in progress. You that's know, right. It's, a it's work, all a work in progress. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. Even like the, how you were saying what we do plays into them. I think Mike talked a little bit at the end about if you, you know, if you wait to have yourself together before you help someone else, but like, how do we invite our kids into giving of ourselves so that it becomes a natural part of who they are? Um, and what does that look like? And I think a lot of it is inviting people in and doing life with other people so that they can see the value that other people bring to relationships. Um, and, and just to be able to model that for them, I think is important. And it's something that I think we can easily not have time to, or not take the time to do, but I also think that it's very impressionable to them. Yeah. So true. Yeah. And it's just important for us right. individually. Exactly. But then, you know, through the lens of parenting, obviously, it's yeah. right. important right. as well. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys for spending time with us. Uh, talking about enough is enough parenting. And we have spent, like I said, the last several weeks doing that. And this uh, this has been really fun kind of talking to different parents about the series. And we're going to do this a couple times during the year. So happens that we're going to do it again for the next series. Because the next <laughs> series uh, is called DTR. Y'all know what that means? Define the relationship. Okay, so you do. I didn't know if that was like an old person thing. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, it's called DTR. So we're not talking about when we had the DTR-ish <laughs> kind of thing. Sorry. We'll, say, we'll save that for another day. Save that for another day. Wow. Wait, uh, I can't believe I just referenced old? that. You say that we're, no, old? we're the old. No, we're the old we, ones. We, we, we're we not what it meant, so we were wondering if oh, you yeah, guys yeah, yeah, didn't yeah. know it. I was like, okay, we, I thought it was a young person thing. No, 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 no. I didn't know if DTR was like still a thing. And so anyway, so we're going to be talking for the next several weeks with some other families, other parents, just about relationships because that what's that's what the series is going to be all about. So uh, thanks for listening to the Parent Network podcast.
podcast, make sure that you go follow us on social media. You can go to at PC three parents uh, on Twitter and Instagram. We have a Facebook page uh, and we'd love to hear from you. If you want to email us at parents at portcitychurch.org, if you have anything you want for us to talk about or any questions, we'd love to help you. So thanks for listening to the parent network podcast and we'll talk to you again next time.